if Donald Trump is innocent, and that's what we presume him to be in America, if he is innocent, then very good. We move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think there'll be some pretty harsh recriminations in the Justice Department uh, and at the FBI for a raid on an ex-president's home. Mm -hmm. If he's not innocent, if he's proven to be guilty, well, no man's above the law. That is and so, you know, just call balls and strikes. That's all we want of the Justice Department. And right now, despite all the lies, and I've got to say, if you're out there and you believe those lies, right, even after they've been disproven, you're stupid. And you may want to call somebody, uh, to, to, to try to get in touch with a professional and see if you can be deprogrammed from the cult that you're now in. Oh, he takes, and he I don't takes say that, I don't people. say that with, with any, any malice. Mm-hmm. I just say, if you believe the lies that you've been told over the past week and a half, lies that have quickly been disproven by Donald Trump's next lie, you see, because lie number two undercuts lie number one, <laughs> lie number three undercuts lie number two. It just keeps going that way. And I'm just saying, as a friend of yours, and I'm, I, I, I hope, I hope you consider yourself to be my friend, um, that you need to be deprogrammed from that cult you're in. Uh, and you need to be able to start looking at facts again, clearly. And you should be like me, because it's very, I'll tell you what, I'm in a very peaceful place here. If the former president is innocent, good. I hope he is. I, I, I don't want to see a former president dragged off to jail. If he's guilty, well, let, let the law do its job. No man is above the law in America. We believe that. That is our stated, our, our stated belief. And sometimes we, we, we come up short. Let's hope. In this case, we don't. But, but I guess the main thing I'm telling you is look a little closer at the facts. You know, this reality TV show hosts run in American politics, likely coming to an end. Why don't you get ahead of it if you're a true conservative like me? If you actually believe in small government, if you believe in balanced budgets, if you believe in a strong NATO, if you believe that we push back against tyrants in Russia, if you believe that that capitalism is preferable to what they do in China, if you if you believe that people like Margaret Thatcher actually turned Great Britain around and, and turned it into a stronger country, that Ronald Reagan checked a lot of the the most extreme elements of, of the 40-year rise of the welfare state, if you believe that, then why don't you just Come on in. It's okay to be conservative again. The water's warm. You don't have to be in a cult. You don't have to follow a fascist. You can just believe in small government and a strong military and, yes, strong borders without all the fascists yet. You can do that. Why don't you try it? You might like it this week. What does Mika do to this guy over the weekend? I'm Morning Joe is on the couch this morning. It's Monday, 15 August, year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, it is the one year. Remember, a year ago, I think it was a year ago today, and we did a Sunday night special, and I thank Real America's Voice when we did that, on uh, Extraction Under Fire. Remember that? It was the fall of Kabul. Uh, that was one year ago for our the folks that have been with us for a while or even from a year ago, just remember, remember one year ago we were doing the cobble. So we're going to have uh, in the second hour, uh, we're going to compare and contrast that to the, um, to a major cartel war in a, in a truly failed state, which is Mexico. Uh, a cartel war has broken out across the Northern border. And we're going to have detailed footage of that also we're going to have, uh, we're going to have real discussions about the rise of MAGA and particularly the takedown of three dynasties. The dynasty, the uh, McCain apparatus in uh, in Arizona, which Carrie Lake uh, and the team there with Blake Masters across the board uh, crushed the McCain faction being outspent uh, 10 to 1, crushed them, what, two weeks ago. Uh, we also uh, in t- today we're going to have, if not on the morning show, she's running around the state right now in some places with uh, not great cell phone coverage, but we're going to have Harriet Hageman who is about to take down the the Cheney dynasty tomorrow in Wyoming. Uh, and, of course, Kelly Chewbacca. We're tracking down Kelly right now to have her join us. Kelly Chewbacca is about to take on and take down the Murkowski dynasty. These are three 
old school, you know, it's what uh, Joe Scarborough was talking about. You believe that's the whole fantasy they sold you. They sold you limited government and all they did was increase budgets. Uh, they sold you, oh, strong national offense. And all they did was the forever wars on your tax dollars and with your children's blood, not not their kids. Right. And not Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough never never was in the military, but they want to have strong military, want to have it everywhere. And of course, we want to have strong borders. That's why for, you know, 30 years we've had nothing but a, a slow invasion of our country now exacerbated by the uh, by the uh, by the Biden regime. What Joe Scarborough laid out is what's called controlled opposition. That That is the theory of the controlled opposition to always kind of be to win enough elections to be around, but to never make fundamental uh, necessary change. And of course, he says that if you believe if you're a populist nationalist and you believe in MAGA, you believe in America first, if you absolutely believe in President Trump as the leader of this movement, you're you're not a citizen, a free thinking citizen that can look at facts yourself, can look at the economy, can look at the concentration of wealth, can look at the concentration of power, look how they've turned the United States into a police state using the FBI and all the FBI agents that wind all weekend, right? Um, go in and, and uh, support the people that don't want the FBI to be the new Gestapo. You know, over the weekend, these FBI agents are on there saying, well, you need the FBI because if you didn't have the FBI, who would go after the Chinese spies? Who would go after the Chinese infiltration? Or who would stop child trafficking? Are you kidding me? That's the justification right now. What what your accomplishments, which have been zero in that regard, you roll up a couple of professors in the uh, on the on the China side or, or a couple of people in graduate school. You haven't even touched the massive infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party into every aspect of American society, from Wall Street to the globalist corporations to the Uniparty, Washington, D.C., into our security apparatus. You haven't even touched that. You won't even won't even come close to that. And yet Ray goes up there. They're, they're you know, following, quite frankly, me after years and years and years of doing this and President Trump. Saying, "Oh yeah, they're an existential. They're they're a, a a major a competitive power. No, they're an existential threat. And your other th uh, your other aspect for the FBI being around, not being defunded and deconstructed, is that oh, if you didn't have us, you know, you wouldn't be able to stop child trafficking. Ask Liz, or anybody involved. Ask all the patriots out there right now. They're involved in stopping child child trafficking. Does anybody ever mention? Does anybody ever mention the FBI as being any real assistance whatsoever?" except for marginal case. Remember, here's what they do. They do a marginal case right now. They say, hey, we're really doing something. No, they've turned into the American Gestapo. They have to be defunded. They say, oh, this is dangerous talk. No, it's not. It's just a, it's a political process. These institutions aren't permanent. The institutions should last as long as they are effective for the American people and in in the, in our, in our nation. Vox over the weekend had an interesting article. Two, two interesting. Vox had an interesting article that MAGA is a direct threat to the wait for it, the American state. They didn't say the country. They didn't say America as a nation. They didn't say the American people. The American state, and they are absolutely correct. You said this quiet part out loud. We are a threat to the American state. Joe Scarborough, to get to limited government, your fantasy that you say, oh yeah, I believe in limited government. Tell me how you're going to do that, brother. Tell me how you said balanced budget. That's all a fantasy. It hasn't even come. We have a $2 trillion de deficit spending. You were just cheering last week with with Mika. Mika giving you the stink eye, right? Mika giving you a stink eye. You so you got the, the pom-poms out for the Build Back Better bill. That's what it was. Another orgy of spending with, with hiring 87,000 mini Gestapo brown shirts at the IRS. The FBI being the Gestapo and the IRS guys. And by the way, they, they're the ones that had the ad up that said you have to be ready to use lethal force. So we got a lot to go through. I also put that piece because of popular demand, a interview from me back in 18 by New York Magazine, where I lay out the whole theory of the case. Joe, you ought to read that and then you understand. Uh, you know, we're certainly not a cult, but I don't know what Mika does to you over the weekend. You come in on Monday and it's like you're laying on the couch in these weird confessions. We don't want to hear it. Right. Do that on private time. But on public airways, no offense, it's kind of embarrassing. It's not exactly. How do I say this? Manly. Right. It's kind of it's very sad. Very sad. Boris Epstein, a lot going on in Mar-a-Lago. I got and I, I say I don't know what's going on here, but we have three in a row. We're going to have we're going to try to get Hageman and, and Kelly up 
but we've got three in a row columnists from Newsweek magazine, Boris Epstein, Mike Davis just started as a columnist, got Mike Davis's new piece up, and of course, Steve Cortez put his piece up the other day. So I want to welcome you guys aboard now that you're working, now that you got full time, now that you got paying gigs, now that you have paying gigs with Legacy Media, we want to welcome here. What is going on now? It down in uh, in, in Marlago with this with this ransacking in this raid that the American people are are, are are have nothing but revulsion for, sir. Steve, an honor to be with you. Good morning to the war room posse. What is going on is that the American people have completely rejected, as as you said, Steve, this raid, this break in, this frankly attack on the very basis of America, our Constitution, that that happened a week ago today now. And the the DOJ and the FBI, and frankly, obviously Biden and the feckless Democrats, the White House, were like, oh, we had nothing to do with this, have never had a worst week in the media. And their pushback has been so pathetic. Their pushback has been absolutely feckless, just like this administration. Oh, well, you know, there may have been something with the word nuclear on it, wrong. Well, somebody at some point looked at something on a videotape, and that was concerning. No one cares. This has been such an embarrassment. And, and Steve, as you often say, our adversaries are watching. They're watching the way the 45th president of the United States and the leading, the leading political figure in America, the political figure in America who everyone is looking to for leadership, Donald J. Trump, the way he's being treated, this is a clear as day abuse of law enforcement a weaponization of law enforcement, abuse of power by Joe Biden, by Merrick Garland, by Christopher Wray, and everybody who had a hand in this terrible, despicable act. I will tell you, though, politically, if you look at the polling, you know, the President Trump has now gone even higher in political morning consult than he was a couple of weeks ago in polling on the 2024, uh, 2024 primary. And in terms of approval, disapproval, for this action overall, independents rejected wholeheartedly and a strong sliver of Democrats rejected, which is very, very interesting, but makes perfect sense, right? Those ACLU Democrats, the Blue Dog Democrats, manufacturing Democrats, they have no time for this. They have no interest. This is a situation where, and, and the specifics are important. Let's not, let's not lose the fact that when they rolled in there, the DOJ and the FBI requested that the, the cameras be turned off. They demanded the cameras be turned off. President Trump and his team refused in the correct way. They also did not allow for the attorneys to observe that kicked them out into 100, 100 degree heat. So what is the DOJ? What is the DOJ? What is the FBI? What are they hiding? What, why not? Why, why request for the cameras to be open? Why demand and then ensure that attorneys are not there to observe? To me, this has been a completely corrupt, completely despicable action and I, what i'm thankful for is that the american people see it exactly for what it is okay a couple of things number one you said the nuclear thing that was the washington post merrick garland made this whiny you know uh plea last week for three and a half minutes and then, i'm not uh, talking and then to the media went, you know, i'm not doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah we only speak Everyone we only speak through our same. we only speak through our our filings uh Pre President Trump said it was a hoax. The Washington Post ran with it right away. You're saying that nothing. You said there was no nuclear in your in your opening salvo. Is there nothing to your knowledge? Was is the Washington Post just being fed uh, more bad information and lies from the Justice Department? Well, look at the story itself. Well, they may have thought it was there, but they didn't find anything. But they thought and they considered and they were concerned. This is the some of the weakest political attacks I've ever seen in my career, Stephen. I, think okay, I just want to make sure, well. but I just want to make sure we're, hang on, just to make sure we're clear. You're saying right now that the DOJ and the White are even admitting they found nothing about these nuclear, whatever the secret information was about nuclear. Steve, that, if they that found is, it, you think they would have, if they found it, they would have already leaked it. They wouldn't have leaked it. They may have thought it was there. They would have leaked that it was there, but it wasn't there. And here's why. Because President Trump followed every rule, law, and regulation, fully complied, was fully cooperative with the DOJ at every structure. This was unwarranted, oh, unnecessary, uh, un-American. Hey, Boris, hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll be right back.
know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, the summit is this is uh, this coming week. They're going to premiere the Lara Logan film. They've got every state in the union is going to people there to make presentations. They're going to have the trial of the machines. All of this. Uh, is going to be broadcast for 24 straight hours. We're going to be a part of it. I'm very honored to. That's Mike Lindell. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM right now. We've got all the sales up there, particularly you got pillows on sale. You know, big boxes kicked him out, so you're getting the big box price, 1988 for the classic pillow, but you got slippers, you got moccasins, you got sheets across the board. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Go check it out today. Okay, Boris, I just want to go make sure and go back through this because there's all types of people on Twitter, people on TV. Um, and I will say this, you know, and I'm not making a criticism. I'm making an observation that sometimes people coming up for the president are not maybe as clear and precise with the diamond-like precision we need because the facts are on our side. So I just want to go back to, uh, to yes, on are. the nuclear part, on the nuclear part. This is a blockbuster because they clearly knew they had a pro- – look, Garland was 40 minutes late. Boris, you, you've been around in those rooms. When you're a minute late, you understand it's sending a negative signal. When you're 40 minutes late, oh, for sure. and particularly for a, th- a three-and-a-half-minute read, they wouldn't take questions. That His voice broke about ten times. And then they went right off and leaked it to Josh Dossey. In that, cl- in that set of clowns over at the Washington Post about nuclear, it had to be nuclear codes, nuclear secrets. Are you saying now that to the best of your knowledge of what you're seeing that they've even admitted that there's nothing really involved with the nuclear aspect Absolutely. of this, which was... Well, Steve, let's let's put our communications hat on, executive officer of the president hat on, executive branch hat on. As you said, anybody is two, three, four minutes late that's an embarrassment. What was Barrett Garland doing for 40 minutes before he went out there and, and, and spouted this three-and-a-half-week sauce, right? It's absolutely unclear. What was he doing before he went out there and his vo- voice broke and he embarrassed himself in front of the American people and, and the world? And then just a couple of hours later, they leaked to the Washington Post. And if it's important to read the stories, right, not just the headlines. Always signal, not noise for the audience. And the stories didn't say anything. They didn't say there were actual you know, information pertaining to nuclear. They didn't say they found you know, a nuclear war at Mar-a-Lago. They said they may have at one point looked for something. And here's what I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell this audience. President Trump, at every point, followed every law, rule, and regulation. These attacks are absolute nonsense. And if they did, let's put it this way. And here's how you, it's so clear that the nuclear story is a complete hoax. If they did think there was something there to that effect, they've been in direct communication with the president and his team for months and months and months. And everything they asked, they got. Why wouldn't they have asked for that months ago? If this was so pressing, they had went to this magistrate and got a warrant on a Friday. 
waited till Monday to go in. The warrant had two weeks to be uh, to be used, by the way. If this was so pressing, why did they wait till a hot day, hot Monday in August to go and, and, and look for the information? Why didn't they even ask for it? The bottom line is, this, uh, the, the line of it, all of this is a complete hoax. But the, the line of attack that, oh, somehow there was something pertaining to our, our nuclear technology, our nuclear industry, is a complete and total fabrication, Steve. It's a complete and total fabrication. And, it's, and the DOJ, within hours, is proving Merrick Garland to be a liar when he said we're only going to do our talking through the filings. And I, they, I, we all know for a fact that they're leaking to all these reporters at the Washington Post, the New York Times, so on and so forth. They tried leaking throughout the weekend. You know, we got calls every day. Oh, well, now it's this story. And now it's, you know, now we think there may have been, may have been a document signed. And now, you know, the, 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 somebody may have seen something on, on days of footage that may have been concerning. But again, here's the bottom line of the facts. The DOJ, the FBI, Merrick Garland, the Biden White House have not brought any receipts. They brought no receipts, Steve, no receipts to prove that this was a warranted action. What we know is that everything they've claimed in their leaking has been false. What we know is that they demanded that the, the Mar-a-Lago cameras be turned off, demanded they be turned off. As President Trump said in a statement on True Social, but the president and his team very correctly refused that corrupt request, and they kicked out the lawyers during this whole ordeal. So when you put all those facts together, again, all signal, not noise for the war room posse, for the war room audience, what does this combine to? It combines to the fact that the DOJ, the FBI, had no reason to roll in there. That's why they went to a low-level magistrate and judge in Florida instead of the, u- the usual judge they go to in the Washington, D.C. area. They're, they overwhelmed some liberal, you know, let's be honest, not exactly clean hands judge, got this, got this warrant, which, which we, and we don't know, by the way, what the affidavit for the warrant says. But there's going to be some hearings on that today. The New York Times and the Judicial Watch are actually demanding it. They were able to get it, and they rolled in there a couple of days later, not showing much urgency for anything but a political stunt. So if they refused to cut off the, the, the cameras, it's, you're telling our audio, you're telling the war and posse right now that there is footage that exists of the ransacking, desecration, and raid on Mar-a-Lago. Am I to take that as being a fact? You are correct in taking that as a fact, Steve, yes. And I take it that footage is in possession of President Trump, the 45th President of the United States? Well, I'm not going to speak to who actually, you know, who physically has has the, the video and the tapes, but you'll be correct in that, you know, that is clo- that's security cameras that are uh, operated by the location that was raided. So that is not, you know, that is not government footage. That is that is private footage that's operated by the ownership of Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, of course, owned by President Trump and his organization. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you anticipate? And, and, by way, from so, the, uh, and also very yeah. important on this, Steve, important for folks to, to continue following. President Trump is putting out a lot of information on Truth Social. So this he actually alluded to the fact that there were cameras and they were demanded to be turned off by the DOJ, yes. I believe, 24 hours ago. So I, yeah. I would very and I know all the reporters are reading it. Everybody's watching it. Very important to read carefully what the president puts out there, because it has robust information. What do you anticipate, Boris, since this is not your first rodeo, happens this afternoon on the Tom Fitton Judicial Watch in New York Times about uh, getting, uh, I guess, full release of the search warrant or in the affidavit? Of the affidavit, the application of the affidavit. Yeah. I think it's, if this were a regular case, it, it is not, would not be particularly likely that this, this, this ju- the magistrate judge releases that information. But this, uh, he should have never approved the warrant in the first place. And there's been obviously a lot of pressure all over the country, a lot of pressure all over the world, uh, you know, and media on this judge. So it's I, I would I would anticipate he turns the motions down. But I think this is a very unusual situation. And I think there's a lot of pressure on this judge. He may want to say, well, you know, I, I had reason and whatever. And, and shows the affidavit. And remember to the posse, the affidavits are where the DOJ and the FBI lied on, in the FISA cases on Carter 
on General Flynn, so on and so forth. So it's very important that whatever comes out, you know, take it, don't take it on his face. Make sure you go to the facts. We're all about the facts, signal, not noise, and not there's any suggestions, not innuendos that may have been put on there. Also, if it is made public, important to, to read whether the DOJ was honest with the judges, said that there was full cooperation by the president and his team with the DOJ on this issue and every other issue, by the way. Because if you're the if judge the F- who's looking at this yeah, war, the- Steve, and, and, yeah. and, and you're being told, hey, there's been full cooperation, well, why do you need an unannounced raid? No, 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 right? that's no. Just, we know, we know, well, they know, they already had a subpoena before and went there. I, I, to me, if the affidavit doesn't have a detailed description of June 3rd and the president and his team's cooperation and the putting of the, of the bolt on afterwards of the lock, the lock and the president's closing words to them. If there's anything else, cause it's a typical Trump, you know, the way he, the way he comports himself. If there's anything else you need, you come directly to me. Anything else you need, call me. Right. I'm, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's in the opening paragraph of the affidavit. I'm absolutely certain that's going to be, remember the, yeah, all the, all the spin breath. and mis- everything they did in the FISA and all these other things. It's not just the lies they tell. It's what they withhold. The information to withhold. So I think exactly the affidavit right. is very important. I think it's going to it's going to show you there was absolutely no. This was all a discussion between lawyers, as it should have been, over archived information, right? And that stuff happens in D.C. all the time. Also, the question nobody the, the apparatus doesn't want to bring the overclassification of stuff. I mean, Navarro and I used to sit there all the time and laugh at these guys, laugh in their face. Why is this classified? That's the way the administrative state. This, remember, making everything classified is the way they keep information to themselves and are able to weaponize it later. So well, Steve, the, what the about two, the 33 million pages that Barack Obama took away from the White House? What about that? Yeah. yeah. What about everything that the Clintons took? Where was the, where look, was the rate on that? And again, and, and then let's go to the emails. Yeah. It was clear as day. The, the, the law of unintended consequences here is this is what's going to take down the FBI and DOJ, Merrick Garland and Chris Ray. Because of their turn, they're trying to turn the United States of America into a police state. Boris, what is your social media? We're gonna have you back on this afternoon. This stuff's breaking every uh, every ninety seconds. You got to follow Boris. Obviously, got to follow the president over True Social. How do they follow you, Steve? I want to say I want to say one more thing, and, and it's regarding this regarding Merrick Garland. Yeah, he went out there and did this pathetic, terrible display for the Green Hammers. I'm releasing information. Notice he did not release the affidavit or the application for the affidavit. He said, I'm releasing everything, full transparency. Well, not everything, not full transparency. And that tells you what the DOJ and the FBI and the Biden White House are really concerned with. My socials are BorisCP.com, hot on the website BorisCP.com, hot on Twitter at BorisCP, on Twitter at BorisCP, hot on Truth Social at Boris, and the hottest on the ground, Boris on the Scrubstein. Stay strong, God bless, and I will see you this afternoon. Newsweek's two newest columnists, Mike Davis and Steve Cortez, next in the war room. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change, and that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today, Public SQ. That's Public SQ, Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room 
Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, I think we've got 85 days uh, to the most important midterm election since 1862 in the early years of the Civil War. And uh, we've got signal all over. Two of the biggest and most important stories in the world right now that we'll be covering in, in a few minutes are there's a massive cartel war that has broken out down in Mexico where the cartels are have blown back on, on one of their senior uh, leaders being uh, being jailed and they've gone on a, a reign of terror. We reported this last week with uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez at the very beginning days of it. He'll be back on Ben Burkwam. Also, as we've talked about now for over a year, you have to watch the Chinese economy in regards to the inextricably linked nature of how they run this apparatus. And what you, and, and the problem we've got is um, is that the Chinese economy is absolutely imploding today. Horrible manufacturing numbers from the United States and horrible numbers, really horrible numbers out of China. And remember, the CCP lies about every number. So we've got Steve Cortez going to come on momentarily for that. I've got Mike Davis with a major new piece of Newsweek is going to join us in a second. But we have uh, we're going to be taking these great candidates by phone throughout the day because they're around on, on the campaign t- trail. Kelly Chewbacca up in Alaska. Kelly, uh, what everybody wants to know is where do we stand in putting? No, we took we Kerry uh, Lake knocked out uh, the McCain dynasty. Uh, Hageman is on the verge of knocking out the Cheney dynasty. You are on the verge of knocking out the Murkowski dynasty. These are three old uh, bull families that have run the Republican Party for many, many decades. Tell us how the campaign's going and where are you going today on the on the last day of campaigning? Steve, it is so exciting to be with you. And the feeling on the ground up here in Alaska is absolutely electric. I'm hitting five to ten communities a week, and we are just blasting through the finish line up here on the race to the primary which for us is more like a free poll because the first the four people who get the most votes will go on. So I'm confident that Lisa Murkowski and I will be in the general election. I think I'm going to be in five different communities between Friday and Tuesday before the election. Uh, today alone, I will be in Nikiski, Soldatna, Kenai, and Seward just in one day. <laughs> and then tomorrow in Anchorage uh, before Tuesday's. Uh, so. Uh, we might have lost Kelly. Yeah, just disconnect. She's in a very tough area, as is Hageman. Both of these are in the Wild West, one in Wyoming, the other in Alaska. As soon as we get Kelly back up, uh, let's get her back up. I want to go to uh, Mike Davis. Like I said, the two of the most important stories for citizens of this country are on the one-year anniversary of the fall of Kabul. And for all of our audience that's been around for a while, remember the Real America's Voice helped us with all those great specials we were doing. Extraction under fire. I think we did a Sunday night when we said, hey, Kabul's about to fall. I think we were the first people to be on that story. Uh, it fell, I think, one year ago today. Um, and so, uh, by the way, when we have her, is she back up? Okay, Kelly, do we have you? Yeah, that's the, the nature of communications up here in Alaska. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. We know you're, you're scrambling around and we appreciate this. Here's the thing, people, and we're going to send everybody to your site, uh, because you still obviously have a general. Just explain the rules. People are very concerned that because Murkowski and the Democrats put this weird set of rules up there in, in Alaska, there's some way that could actually impact your victory. Can you just walk us through what's the rules up there and where do you stand in regards to, uh, these funky rules where you can vote for like nine different people and 15 different uh, ratings. <laughs> well, we know Project Veritas exposed undercover video last week where Murkowski got her hand caught in the cookie jar of deceiving and manipulating our election system so she'd have some kind of fighting chance of keeping her Senate seat. If they hadn't done that, her career would be over tomorrow. But she did. So she's got some sort of um, effort to try and hang on. But the fact is, Steve, she's only going to be able to survive the primary. What this does is it gets rid of party primaries, and Murkowski knew that she would never survive a party primary. So this means four people will proceed from the primary to the general, and it could even be four people who call themselves Republicans. But that means we have to duke it out in the general. So she just gets to hang on to her Senate seat for three more months. And she's trying to preserve this, you know, 41-year Murkowski monarchy, and that's all they're trying to do. Keep somebody with Murkowski in this Senate seat. But Alaska knows that the Senate seat doesn't belong to 
a family heirloom that belongs to Alaskans. And we're tired of someone who keeps voting with Joe Biden, holding on to our Senate seat and harming us. What happens in November is if you don't cross 50% on round one, then the fourth person drops off. People who rank two, three, and four candidates under them, those votes go to the first, second, and third candidates. The third candidate drops off. People who rank two, three, and four under them go to the top two. I know that this sounds confusing, but this is what it really means. Lisa Murkowski has never gotten more than 50% of the vote in Alaska. That means that most of Alaska has never liked Lisa Murkowski. And right now, her approval rating is as low as Joe Biden in the city of Anchorage, which is about half the population of the state. And so you got to really work for that in a state where we voted for President Trump twice by double digits. And I don't think anybody's made more President Trump fans than Joe Biden. So right now, I think Lisa Murkowski is going to have a really hard time crawling her way to a victory with second, third, and fourth place votes from other candidates. And we can see that on the ground here in Alaska. Everybody's saying it's time for a change, even registered Democrats. And in a state where we really value our Second Amendment, and she just voted for red flag laws and automatic criminal investigations, if you wrongly get flagged when you're trying to buy a gun, I think she's going to have a really hard time convincing people to vote for her. Kelly, one more time, where are you going to be today, and how can people get following you on social media and your, and your campaign website to keep up with all the breaking developments? Today I'm going to be in Soldatna waving flag or waving signs and saying hi to people. I'll be up in Seward uh, saying hi to people at the Seward Salmon Derby if you're going to be out there. I'll be up in Anchorage tomorrow um, at all different kinds of precincts and down at the uh, campaign headquarters for the party. You can follow us at kelly4ak.com, K-E-L-L-Y-F-O-R-A-K.com. And on social media, Kelly for Alaska on different sites, wherever your social media preference is. Thanks, Steve. Well, Kelly, Kelly, the war room actually loves you and have your back. So you go back to work and uh, we'll make sure everybody piles in there today and maybe hit you with a donation. That'd be great. We need help with ads and that's the way we're going to win this thing. It's exciting. Three more months and Murkowski's out. Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska. Thank you very much. The three big dynasties Thanks. Have a great day. in Arizona. These western states in Arizona and Wyoming and Alaska are all about to fall. The one in Arizona already crushed uh, underneath the uh, really Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham, uh, Abe Hamaday, Blake Masters, and this kind of amazing uh, come-from-nowhere victory last week with no money. Uh, guys, you know, Blake, I think, won by 13 points. Kelly, I think, in a five or six points. Fincham, a blowout win. Uh, also, tomorrow. It uh, looks like Cheney is going to get crushed and fi finish with under 30, potentially under 30% of the vote. And, of course, this massive campaign up to get rid of the Murkowski dynasty. Let me go back to, uh, to, to Mike Davis. Mike, thanks for hanging on. You heard Boris, particularly these blockbusters about the nuclear. I mean, you saw uh, – look, everybody should that. Davis is not a bomb thrower. Mike Davis is steady Eddie. Um, but you heard the information about the nuclear being all a lie now and spin. And you heard, uh, you heard about the, the actually being footage when they tried to get them to shut down the cameras and they refused to do it. Give us your, give us your current assessment of, of the DOJ versus the president in this Mar-a-Lago situation, sir. The more we learn about the Biden Justice Department's raid on President Trump, this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful raid, the more we are learning that it was a political charade to get Trump. And we, we saw this. We saw when they got the initial blowback, there was a senior Justice Department official who leaked to, uh, to Newsweek that Attorney General Merrick Garland did not approve this raid. Well, then he had to admit that he did approve this raid. And then they tried to, to make this raid look more necessary by saying that nuke that, that President Trump took the nuke codes or something like that. Like he broke into the nuclear football, took the codes, the Biden White House didn't realize the codes were missing for 18 months. They didn't replace the codes from Trump to Biden. And somehow Trump tricked Biden's secretary of defense to, to go along with verifying these codes. Like Trump was going to launch the nukes from Mar-a-Lago. This is just complete nonsense. Uh, it, their, their, their story is falling apart. And I published a piece in Newsweek this morning laying this out here. And I'm calling for the House Republicans in January to impeach Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Wray. They have violated their oaths by politicizing 
the Justice Department by weaponizing the Justice Department. They're willing to ignore, uh, they're, they're willing to give an amnesty to, to, to President Biden supporters, but they will sick the FBI after every person who trespassed on January 6th, parents who are, who are, he's, or who are showing up to, uh, to lawful public, uh, public school board meetings in Loudoun County at the same time. They'll actually, they'll, they're going to go after Trump's senior advisors that who are rightfully asserting executive privilege, something we've had constitutional executive privilege going back to George Washington. They've gone after Trump's White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows. They've got, gone after his senior advisor, you, Steve. They've gone after Peter Navarro, his trade director. They've even gone after his White House counsel. They're going after Trump now. So they went from his supporters on January 6th to his senior aides to now him. And this is, you know, they, they tried to talk about this idea of democracy, like they're trying to save democracy. They're trying to save democracy by trying to eliminate a presidential contender against their boss, President Trump. This is unacceptable banana republic third world crap that we're getting out of the Biden Justice Department and Attorney General Merrick Garland, and there needs to be political consequences. I want to make sure that we get the Mike's uh, Newsweek column up everywhere, put it in all the different uh, forums and, and, and chat rooms right now. Mike, also your former boss, Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley is starting to sound like war room. I mean, talk to us about Grassley over the weekend. He, he's saying, hey, when we take over in the Senate, we got to have immediate investigation. I, I've never seen Grassley worked up as much on a topic as I've seen him worked up on this, sir. Well, as President George W. Bush would say, don't misunderestimate uh, uh, Chuck Grassley, uh, my former boss from Iowa. This guy has long had a problem with the FBI. He's known that the FBI has been rotten to the core for decades, right? Uh, back to Ruby Ridge and other, uh, you know, other scandals with the FBI. And he, he, he's going to, when, when he takes over as the Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman, Chuck Grassley is the best oversight guy we've ever had in Congress. He's the one who exposed the Russian collusion uh, hoax and scandal. He's going to get to the bottom of this. There are going to be heads that roll after Chuck Grassley's done. What would you recommend happen right now? We obviously have to take over for investigations, but what would you recommend? President Trump, I don't think they've done enough of putting out how the nuclear thing's a, a uh, hoax. But what about the what about the videotapes itself? What, what, if you had President Trump's ear, what would you recommend on the videotapes? He needs to get all this information out there because it's good for him. Like I, he needs to be de- he needs to be demanding that we have we have the Biden Justice Department Attorney General Merrick Garland selectively leaking grand jury material. They're selectively leaking from this affidavit. President Trump needs to demand that they release this affidavit because you're going to see from this affidavit, this is a fishing expedition, a political fishing expedition. And it's just completely bogus that they had to do a home raid of a former president to get cooperation. We've had we, we, we've had disputes between former presidents and the national the bureaucrats, of the National Archives for decades. Since the 70s, when they came up with the presidential records, this should have been resolved through negotiation and civil lawsuits and subpoenas, not going nuclear with a criminal home rate of a former president. Mike, give us your social media and the website. Sure, it's article3project.org and it's uh, at article3project on Getter and uh, in Twitter and Truth. And then my personal is MRDDMIF. Thank you for the piece is amazing. Mike Davis. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. We've got all signal. I've got Cortez and I've got Navarro back to back. Then we're going to go talk about the Mexican cartels, then about Afghanistan. We, this show is absolutely jammed. I'm not saying mar lago is not, not signal. It, it is. But one of the things they, they try to distract us from is doing these political stunts. Right. That's what the FBI was to take your eye off the ball of everything. We refuse to play that game here while still taking down the police state 
that is, and by the way, Grassley, the FBI, and, and their agents over the weekend whining was man up. Okay, man up. You're, you are now a Stasi-like, Gestapo-like, uh, politicized, weaponized enforcement agency. You've done that, and you allowed that to happen when you were there. So don't come whining to us now, okay? You're going to be defunded and deconstructed. I want to go to Steve Cortez. Steve, you've done this amazing job, and I know this. I know you've been contacted by hedge fund guys. I have of getting at, down to the to the the reality of the American economy among working people. And right, right now, I have up on my getter. We tried to cut it so we could play it on Real America's Voice or our streaming service. Impossible. But there's an African American guy. That's, I think, walking around a gas station and he gives the best three minute assessment of the Biden economy from the perspective of the working poor. And everybody should go together and, and just see that. But while he's given an emotional but tied to basically how their lived experience, Cortez right. has gone through and talked about repos. I know now you're going to talk about, uh, you know, foreclosures behind on rents. But then you tie it to this number that came out today with the collapse of right. manufacturing, the whole thing Peter Navarro's. That's how the economy's run. You tie right. that to what happened to China this morning with the CCP. The war room has been months, if not years, ahead of this. And now it's coming to roost. Don't listen to the pom-poms and the cheerleaders in the easy right. money crowd. That is all the froth. Get down to the basics. Steve Cortez, walk us through your analysis, sir. You bet. Steve Bannon, you don't do propaganda and neither do I. Let's look at the actual economic reality on the ground, particularly as it pertains to working class Americans, something that the corporate media either chooses to ignore or just doesn't understand at all because they they prioritize narrative over actual facts. You mentioned terrible economic news. Of course, we got out of China overnight. They missed on both the consumer side as well as the industrial side. That weakness in China, at least in part, in large part, reflects, though, the weakness here in the United States. So uh, nobody should get high on their horse and say, look at how badly China's doing. It's largely because of how badly the United States is doing, sadly. Just this morning, we got out from the New York Federal Reserve Bank, the Empire Manufacturing Index. It was outside of the spring of 2020 lockdown, Steve. It was the largest drop ever for this index. It was supposed to come in at plus five. It came in at minus 31. I posted the chart on my social media. Folks can go and take a look at the actual descent there. It is rapid and it is terrible. That is the reality. Okay, ho, now, ho, ho. But hang sure. on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I want to tell why the empire, because you tell about these indices people haven't heard of, particularly right. the, 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 the citizens out there and maybe not in business, but they, they love them because now they feel like it's inside baseball. Tell my important empire manufacturing was important, but this is not a tiny miss. When those guys are expecting right. a plus five and you have a minus right. 31, that's where guys start getting fired, correct? Oh, correct. So walk us through, why is it important? Yeah. Why is it important? What does it show? And how could you have this massive miss? Well, listen, and by the way, these kinds of misses are becoming regular now. It didn't used to happen on Wall Street because some of the smartest people, you know, literally in America are paid gobs of money, right, to figure out essentially where these numbers should come out, where earnings on a company like Walmart that typically was very predictable in the past, no longer predictable now, where the New York Manufacturing Index is going to come out, no longer predictable. Even CEOs, even PhDs cannot figure out where the, why. Well, because we're in such a volatile and unprecedented new period in two ways. Number one, we have runaway inflation right now, the kind of which we haven't had since the 1970s. But Steve, we're in a worse place than the 1970s, so we really can't even use that as an analog. Why is it worse? Well, because we are so tied and dependent upon China for sourcing our materials. And right now, we have something we have not experienced yet in all of American history. We have the United States and China, the number one and number two economies in the world, which unfortunately, again, are deeply intertwined. We wish that they weren't, but that's the reality. For the first time since China emerged as a major economic power in the world 20 years ago, when the Clintons and the Bushes ushered them in, welcomed them into the WTO on terms that were incredibly generous to the CCP and were punishing to American workers. Since that time, Steve, we have not seen the U.S. and China go into the economic ditch, go into a recession simultaneously. It has never happened in concert before. It is happening right now. And so it's very difficult, even for the best and brightest minds in finance and economics right now, to predict these numbers. And right now, as we see today, absolutely gargantuan miss on the New York Fed. And, and what the Empire survey is, it's a survey, and the reason it's called Empire is it's primarily New York State. It's the Empire State, but it's a regional survey. The regional Fed banks around the country do this. But we know how crucial New York is, right? It's, it's perhaps first among equals uh, when it comes to regional Feds. 
And the new, and this miss is just, it's monumental. It's hard to exaggerate just how big it was. And again, it comes on the heels of terrible economic news out of China. Now, let's connect this to regular people. What does this mean for their lives? I just put up a new article on my Substack on the mass evictions and foreclosures that are looming. And Steve, this is something that almost no one out there is talking about. Uh, and if we, if you like, we can get into some of the data and the charts after the break. But this, this is an issue that people aren't paying attention to. I brought up last week the cars and the repossessions, which is starting to accelerate. What is going to follow the, the cars and the repos and the repo man getting incredibly busy, sadly, tragically, Steve, is evictions and foreclosures. They are looming. It's about to hit. No one in corporate media wants to talk about this. I've got the numbers to show you why this crisis is deepening um, and why it is unfortunately imminent. I want to give you runway in the in the next segment to do that. I've also got Dr. Peter Navarro has got his own uh, analysis. He's also got some breaking news of, of Wyoming about Cheney. I want to say... Steve Cortez, remember, we had the Boston Globe analysis of that report off of uh, businesses that had not made rent. Now you've got the then you've got the repos of repossessing the cars. Now you've got people about to miss their own personal, not their small business rent, about to miss their own rent or miss their mortgages enough. You could actually have their houses repossessed. We're going to take a short commercial break. Steve Cortez is going to walk us through the truth of the economy. An illegitimate Biden regime's America next in the war room. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. <laughs> 